Hello, you amazing people out there. Welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm one of your hosts, Angel, with Phil Pepe. How's it going, Angel? It is going. It's another Thursday. Work was early this morning. So for those of you guys that don't know, yes, we have real jobs on top of our jobs, the jive jobs on top of our passions. <laughs> so we got to make the bacon or we got to make the money to bring home the bacon uh, to the families. So yeah, whew, uh, my body is sore. I wish I was I, like... I wait we, for a work where we can pay for things in bacon. Ooh, that'd be good. I wish we could just wrap everything in bacon because bacon <laughs> oh, makes I'm sense. How much for the car? 30 slabs of bacon. <laughs> Done. 30 slabs of bacon. That's a lot of fucking pigs. Holy <laughs> shit. Pigs would be a commodity then, right? Um, all right, guys. Welcome to another uh, edition of the Indie Comic Review, hosted by Amazing Action Comics, which is us, um, a small publisher who is starting to you know, make some, some headway in, in our library here. So we're getting bigger and bigger. My bookshelf is starting to get full which is fantastic. So, yeah, we got some great things going on along the way. Just make sure you visit AmazingActionComics.com to stay up to date on everything that we got going on over there. But today we're going to be discussing new comics that come out um, that are either from independents or small presses, uh, or small press, I should say, not small presses. Uh, and we have two for you this week. It wasn't a big week. I mean, there was some stuff out there, and when you open the pages, you either say, Yay, or you say eh, um, <laughs> and some of them went eh. So it's it's funny because as long as we've been doing this, we're going almost on a hundred episodes, and you've been on since what? Since like twenty something, thirty something? So I, I guess, yeah, sure. Uh, I so, wasn't paying attention back then. So, <laughs> so yeah, so as much as we like, and that's not a long time. I mean, some of these guys out there that have been doing podcasting since the very beginning are like in almost a thousand episodes in. So right, we're we're right. just a very nipple. I mean, a nip of a nip. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> yes. So we're just at the very like you know the very tiny tippy top of all this is going on. But in that time, I mean, we could probably break down most of the tropes into just like one hand, and then everything <laughs> is just a combination. It's just like music, right? There's like seven or eight notes, and they just make all these different songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have yeah pretty much just these genres that just kind of like blend into one another. Like the we, other day we, I was, what, go ahead. I was saying, which is a testament to, you know, the, the medium of comic books that, you know, a lot of people think it's just guys in tights beating the crap out of each other and True. that it can cover so many different types of stories. And even within the superhero realm, you can even expand and do a lot of different types of stories. But, uh, but, you know, especially in the, what we look at, and yeah, we get the, the the space stories, the slice of life stories, the supernatural stories. The you know we we really get to see a lot of great innovation in 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 storytelling. Uh, yes, comedy. and a lot of that is happening like more recently than ever. Because even so, if we look at music, for instance, country music was country music. music. It, it's just fucking country music. But now you have country rock. You have country right. rap. Like what the <laughs> fuckity fuck? So shit crosses over where, you, and you're right. You know, for the for a long time, the superhero genre was just you know you think about your main superheroes like Superman, Batman, Spider Man, the Avengers. They're just these guys running around in costumes and tights. But then you've got the boys, and that's the complete opposite 
of what those guys do. Um, and it just completely blows your mind. So, yeah, so even though there's a, a finite amount of tropes, there's an infinite amount of stories that can be told and blended within these so that it makes it seem like it's something brand new. And I think that's what our biggest discovery, or my, at least mine, over the last you know year or so that we've been doing this, where, yeah, we fucking read this before, but this is freaking cool because they've done this and they've you know made it see you for this angle or something like that. So, yeah, I guess we'll do it for 100 more uh, and, and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> So yes, so this and, week we have uh, we had. Oh, and for our hundredth, uh, which would two because it's episode ninety eight, right? So yeah, two away. We two away, uh, which will also be the four Thursdays of 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 the uh, the month. So we are doing the spawn re- uh, review. Oh shit, the spawn that's right. And so so it'll be like we'll be live video. So you can actually see the tech technical di- glitches and uh, tangents as they happen in real time. <laughs> you might even get a, a appearance by a cat or two, uh, photo bombing or, or video bombing the thing. And yeah, and you'll get we'll we'll talk about Spawn for our first uh, video one too. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I am too. I am too. So yeah, maybe we'll play a game and we'll see uh, how many times you guys can count when I roll my eyes every time Phil says something. <laughs> that, that'd be a fun one um but yeah so two away for that that'll give us a hundred and you see the blood vessels in his eyeballs burst on camera <laughs> or the vein in my head just throbbing um all right cool so yeah so we do have two for you this week so we're gonna just kind of be in and out so these are titles for the week of february 8th in the year of our lord 2023 so we don't have any news this week so we might as well just hop right into it so yeah Phil, go ahead. Why don't you go first? Uh, Actually, really cool announcement um, for those who like the horror comic genre and are Scott Snyder fans, uh, as we are. Uh, Amazon is doing an animated witches series uh, that was announced today. So that's kind of exciting. Did you hear that? What? It was all the the non-applause in the back. All the non-applause. All those witches fans out there. (laughs) All the witches fans. Yes. (laughs) You know what's crazy? And this, I'm all right. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I'm going to go off on a tangent real quickly. (laughs) So, we live in an age where it's all on demand. You can watch everything all up front. Fantastic. This is what sucks about this. So, as we grew up, so most of you probably, it depends on how old you are. If you're about our age, middle aged men, then you know exactly what we're talking about. If you missed an episode of something and you didn't record it on your VCR because this was before (laughs) DVR, then you were fucked because you could not watch it again until it was back into syndication. And who knew when the hell syndication would happen again for repeats. (laughs) So if you missed it, that was like the worst. It was like getting stabbed in the heart because there was no way to rewatch it at all. Unless one of your friends fucking recorded it and they were being an asshole and they were like, no, you can't see it. (laughs) Uh, But that's the only way. So I think now we have sort of like the reverse of that problem where we can have everything all up front. However, if it's multiple seasons or if it's going to be multiple seasons, there's fucking years in between some seasons. <laughs> what the fuckity fuck? So I watched the first season of Witcher. Yay. And they were like, yeah, season two's coming. That shit had come out to like a fucking year, year and a half later. Do you know how many episodes of Witcher season two I've watched? Zero. Do you know why? Because so much shit has come out since then. Right. So, well, uh, 
they, they've got to do a better job at fucking like Tulsa Kings. Fucking fantastic. Two seasons. <laughs> Where's the third season? I'm done. When Sylvester Stallone, he's going to be dead or I'm going to be dead. This, I just, I, I can't, I can't. It's, it's always going to be a problem. I, I've got my I, VCR. I, I, yeah, I feel like this though, this witches, you know, with the Y, right, is um that it's only a six issue. Oh, sorry, comic. yes. Yes. All right. And, I got the witches, witches, but yes, you got my point. Uh, your 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 witches witcher is mixed mixed up. Yes. That, it happens. It happens. Like yes. the whatever Hemsworth is taking over the role from Henry Cavill. Yes, whichever we, one. They're like the oh, bold ones now. <laughs> so uh, but, um, but yeah, so I think this, I, but now there's always been this uh, threat slash promise of, of another volume of witches. So maybe this will spark that. And then, yes, there might be a season two on that that we'll wait five to six years for. But it is animated. So, you know, they make that's even longer. Back. No, that's even longer. <laughs> Animation takes fucking longer. So if it's not, if it's, if it's, if, all right. So this is, I know, I know what they're waiting for. They're waiting for the numbers of the streams and stuff like that, right? So you get fucking stream and shit like that. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, they made what they needed to make. So let's, let's green light number two. When will it be done? It's 2023 now. Oh, it'll be done in 2026. Fuck you. I'm not going <laughs> to wait. Son of a bitch. All right. That's my grape. That's my tangent. All right. <laughs> well, indie comics adaptations don't necessarily have a long shelf life on Amazon, like Paper Girls and uh, whatnot. So Yeah. Well, look at even yeah. Invincible. Like, fucking, it's been over a year already, right? Since the first oh, season. Oh, yeah. That was uh, a big hit. That's right. I forgot that was Amazon. Yeah, she's. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't seem. It, it seems like forever, even though it's it's it, realistically it's not because from Batman eighty nine to Batman fucking returns it was what three years right because that was ninety two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're used to waiting that amount of time, but now we're, everything because it's so fucking on demand. We want that shit right now. I want it before I even know that I wanted it. So just fucking make the five seasons. And then just put it out, fucking one at a time. Done. It, you know, it's you're right because it's weird when you think about like with, with the with the Marvel model, right? It, you think about you're so used to seeing those characters in, in in or the story sort of continuing or those characters popping up in other properties. But if you look at like the years between sequels, like there's a new Ant Man, Ant Man three coming out. Yep. Ant Man came out in like 2019. Like that's yeah. four years, yeah. you know. We've seen him in other things since then, so it doesn't feel as long. Right. As, when you look at that, you know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Very different from, yes, but Batman all, all these other or... fucking properties. Like, fucking Samaritan is not Tulsa Kings. I don't need fucking Sylvester Stallone two things. I just want him one thing and just fucking finish it. All right, I'm done with my rant. All right, so you're first. What's your comic? Okay, so this is from Boom Studios. It is called Harrower, and it is written by Justin Jordan, illustrated by Brom Revel, lettered by Pat Brousseau, and edited by John Moison. And uh, basically what you have here is a small town setting, Barlow, New York, which I don't know if is a real or fictional, uh, that has sort of a cursed element. Uh, so every year there's this sort of ritual or event that happens that, that people talk about in vague terms in this, in this first issue, uh, where the town apparently made a sacrifice to this thing called the Harrower. Uh, and it starts off with, uh, you know, the, 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 he's the chief of police or whatever, or the sheriff, um, 
being confronted by this harrower in his house and it doesn't end well for him. And the big chunk of the middle is your sort of high school setting, which reminds me in part of some of the early sort of, you know, Stanley, Steve Ditko, Spider-Man stuff, as far as how some of these, you know, these archetypical or stereotypical high school characters, you have your jock, your girl, your weirdo girl, you're, you know, and, and sort of that sort of like Archie Riverdale aspect of that. And then you sort of get a little bit of a history lesson on the town. You see where one of these kids that you meet, the sad loner guy is connected to the, uh, the sheriff that you see in the first scene. Mm -hmm. And then of course these teenage kids uh, go out and to the woods to party or go to a, or you're headed to a house to party. Their car breaks down, gets a flat and uh, they split up, which in these types of stories is never a good idea because again, you have that horror movie element and two of them go off and they are confronted by the harrower. It doesn't end well for one. You do have a really cool, uh, well-illustrated, visceral uh, WTF moment, very clever beheading, I think, uh, the mm. way it was done. And uh, then you sort of get a little bit of a twist, and then you get a very abrupt ending of the first chapter. And that, to me, was what sort of hurt the, the momentum and the enjoyment of this first issue. Let's talk about pacing and how, you know, I always feel a, a single issue of a multi-part story should still feel like a single chapter that you can kind of, you know, digest in and of itself with, with, with really a good hook at the end to bring you to the next, next issue. I think do a power bomb did that really well. I felt like right. each issue stood on its own but fed into the greater narrative uh, in a way that really made you excited, you know, for, for the next chapter to, to come out. And a lot of times, again, some of these, they just have such an abrupt ending. And for $4.99, you know, it just, you almost feel like you want to trade weight on something like that. So yeah. that was like really my, my misgiving. Otherwise it was a really well illustrated, uh, enjoyable book kind of again in my, you know, the thing that I kind of like, you know, ordinary people in extraordinary situations, but with this sort of, you know, cursed cults, you know, satanic element underneath, uh, you know, very sort of tweet kind of vibe as far as the, the, the secret of the town that, uh, you know, will be unfolding as this goes on. The mm. look of the Harrower himself or itself is really, really cool, striking serial killer, you know, trope imagery uh, with a, with a hood and, you know, red eyes and just the mouth that is sort of like pulled back. So you just really just see all the teeth, you know, mm. and then all various weapons and, you know, leather gloves with metal studs on them you know real execution modern executioner look kind of thing so cool. i really dug that but uh but yeah i think this one i think this one might be better served to be read in one chunk as a trade which will definitely happen at some point i'm sure so nice okay so harrow from boom comics there you go all right we got another one then so all right so where do i start because <laughs> I, I don't want to gripe because I was griping. So I'm just going to start. So this book is called <laughs> The Finder. And this is from one of our favorite publishers, Bad Idea. Um, yeah, we, we've spoken about these guys before. They're, you know, direct to, to uh, retailers. Uh, so they don't go through any distribution chain, even though 
their fulfillment is done through a distribution chain. So the difference is, is they don't go, they don't sell their stuff through the distributor. It's, it's done directly through the retailers. And then the, the strip, one of the distributors uh, does the fulfillment, which means they carry out the books to, to the stores. So and, and they pay probably a smaller percentage than they would have if they have the actual distributor paying, uh, using a whole system for that. So it's good enough. They've been around for uh, a minute right now, but <laughs> most of the guys have been in the industry for a while. I, the, the main guy used to own Valiant. Is that not correct? I believe that that's, that is true. Yeah, yes. once it was sold off, then whatever happened, and there's another attempt here. So they've been putting out books. They had a, This is their second wave of books that they're putting out. Um, and every it looks like with every wave of books that's coming out, they're threatening to close down, and I don't think they ever will. Um, but they're the king, they're the king of gimmicks right now, and most of the gimmicks are working. They have a really good following, and the books actually do really well in the store. So I have to give that yeah. to them there. And for the most part, the books are beautiful. I mean, they they're heavy card stock. Uh, I'd say at least ten point uh, on the front covers, and then the pages are a little bit heavier, probably like seventy eighty uh, pound for those of you that are in the business. Um, and then just beautiful, really beautiful. And they've got some uh, collection of really good stories. Almost, I would say about 95% of their stories, you know, hit the mark for a lot of the people um, out there. So this one is called The Finder. Um, the only gripe that I've ever had is just the price point because it is a $7.99 book. And for a $7.99 book, you want, you know, you want, it doesn't have to be 50,000 pages, but it needs to be, you know, a meaty story. Um, so here's where I'm going to suck it up, right? So I was bitched out about the price, but fuck, when I read the story, I was like, okay, I'm okay with the price now. Because it's actually really good. Um, you get two stories. You get the finder, which is a one shot. Uh, we were talking about the superhero trope, and this falls kind of like on that, under that, but it uh, also has like sort of like the espionage and horror feel to it as well. So basically you have uh, your heroes, or two types of heroes. You have your frontliners, which are the, the pretty ones that are always up in the front in front in a flash of the cameras, taking the credit for, for everything. Even though they do some stuff, um, there are people that are called ground crew who are a little bit more rough around the edges um, that a lot of the times are called in for things that you know require a little bit more finesse, if you get my drift. I'm doing quotations. Um, <laughs> so this particular uh, ground crew person is called a finder. And her ability is that she is drawn to things that she needs to find. So if, if you give her, like, if, if you have a missing child and you have something of the missing child, she can touch it. And then all of a sudden she's got a connection to that child and then she's drawn to wherever they are in that location. So basically she's the one that's used for whenever something's happening to a superhero in this particular instance. There's a superhero has been kidnapped. They're being held in a tower and she's there to find them. What I really liked about this is that you got a decent amount of pages. I think it was like 30 or 40 pages of story, but it was only within one segment of their lives. So say, for instance, hmm. like it was, it was all shot in like one location, this particular um, story, which was really cool. But it gave you information about the outside world. So you kind of felt like you knew what was already going on before and what's to come after the story, which I thought was really cool because you didn't have to build a world. 
um, with visuals. It was done through the story, but the visuals were so beautiful in a snapshot that you got that you can envision the rest of the world, if that makes any sense. So I really like that portion of it. Um, so yeah, so I, I thought it was pretty good. You get her, you know, um, to to find this person and 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 help them escape, and you know, they're um, being held by um, who used to be a good guy. His name is called the Adept now. Um, it's sort of like a telepath, telekinesis. I don't want to give away too much because I'm going to really highly recommend that you get this book because it was really that good, and I don't want to hmm. spoil it for you. But you get her finding him to you know going through this castle discovering some fucked up shit and then obviously you're going to get to meet adept at the end because the confrontation does have to happen somehow but then you get to find out some really wacky shit that goes on um uh not just with him um but with the finder as well and then the story concludes as a one shot i mean i this would be something that if they came out with another one or they came out with a mini or a series that i would be heavily into uh, because she was actually a really interesting character. And I think her layers, the way that they made her, so sophisticated in regards to her past, um, her attitude that she has now, um, and her power set, how powerful she actually is, fucking ridiculous, um, which was great. So drawn really beautiful. Um, it's written by Christios Cage, uh, arts by Tomas Girello, uh, color art is by Diego Rodriguez, and letters by Dave Sharp. A really solid team. If this team did something else, I'd probably follow them um, and, and definitely pick up whatever they had next. So, yeah, The Finder from Bad Idea. Really cool. You definitely want to check it out if you like that superhero trope. And I would say it's, it's really like there's elements of the boys in it. Uh, not so much the sexual stuff of it, but like the, the, the greediness of, of the boys um, in regards to like what heroes are um, and what happens sort of like behind the curtains. Um, in that respects. So, yeah, you might want to check that out, uh, especially if you dig the boys. Uh, then there's a backup story called Burger Time, and this is done by... I just had it, right? Yes. Uh, this is written by Robert Vendetti, and art and letters by Vincent Kings. Dude, this story was fucking fun as balls, too. The <laughs> art is so wacky. It almost reminds me of, like, uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy. So some of the characters are drawn like normal-esque, while other ones are drawn really freakish. So you can kind of tell like their motives by the way their faces are drawn, which hmm. is crazy. Um, and basically, it's, it's just about a, a, a mom-and-pop burger shop, um, how they're just having a hard time making ends meet, uh, even though they've got like the best burger in you know, fucking all of U.S. And this is somewhere in um, Kansas. And basically, you have like the show host that comes in and says, hey, I've been all over the 50 states, you know, tasting different burgers. And I've come back here because you guys have the best burger in the United States. And I want to put you on TV and yada, yada, yada. And all this stuff happens where they now start to become famous. The freaking joint is selling out. Then there's all these other problems going on. And it's funny because the old man goes from like baking two burgers or three burgers to like freaking hundreds of burgers. And he's slowly <laughs> losing his mind. And you can see <laughs> it. Like, this devilish thing is taking over him um, until, you know, something really bad happens at the very end. And then, but it's twofold, so it's their story, but it's also the host because the host grew up so poor, didn't, you know, his, his, his family struggling and stuff like that, that he wanted to do something for people who were struggling. 
Hmm. And so he tried to do something good and this happens and something tragic happens at the end. And you mm -hmm. hear the director yell, cut. And then you hear ring, ring. And then he picks up the phone and says, hey, listen, I know the last one didn't work out, blah, blah. But the next one is going to be a, uh, who's got the greatest taco. He goes, I'm in. And so he's like, all right, round two, let me see if I can get it right this time. Uh, because what happened at the end of the story was really jacked up and messed up. But it was great. I mean, it's just drawn beautifully, too, because it's so freaking wacky and out there. Um, but I will say no, this. The, go ahead. No connection to the video game, Burger Time? No connection to the video game. That would have been great if they were going up and down the stairs like that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's the stories are great. So yeah, as as much of a gripe as I've had, you know, I, I, I can't knock them because they deliver. And if you're gonna do something that's really crazy, not outrageous, if you're gonna charge something that's you know above market price and stuff like that, but it's gonna deliver something that's you know a solid product, then there's no gripe on my end for sure. Um, hmm. This book absolutely delivered. Um, so I was really happy with it. Um, so yeah, guys, The Finder from Bad Idea um, Comics. Check them out if you can get your hands on it. I think they only have about 200 plus stores that they're in. So um, if they're not in your okay. store, but yeah, check them out. Um, I, okay. actually, I, I almost picked this one up. This would have probably been my first Bad Idea book. Uh, yeah. So I might actually still check it out. Or I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just going to wait for the trade. Yeah, you're going to be waiting a long time. Um, but no, you, I, you know what? Actually, I think you would like this, Phil. This is like right up yeah. your, your, your shit too. So. Um, okay, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's all that we have for you. So good luck. 25 minutes, we're in, we're out, we're done. So if you like what you heard so far, guys, make sure you click subscribe to the podcast because we'll be here every week. Remember, we're two away from seeing our beautiful faces. I've been popping my pimples so that I can get my like face nice and clear. So hopefully you won't see them on screen. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast. I had done for the Grammys, that's what I'm doing for in two weeks. Who was that? Whatever Madonna had done at the Grammys, oh that's God. what I'm doing in two weeks. So. Yeah, just, just eat a puff of fish and you'll be good to go. Okay, good. <laughs> if you want to be on the podcast, uh, you're a creator, want to promote yourself and or a project that you have coming up, just go to amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast, fill up the form. We'd love to have you on. Again, like I said before, make sure you stay up to date on everything that we got going on at Amazing Action Comics at AmazingActionComics.com. Please, 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 as always, like every week, like we say, support your co local comic book shop. We want these guys to be around forever. Uh, we want to be around forever as well. Uh, fuck. We're going to be close to that, right? I think we like maybe 50 years out. Yeah, I'm going to go off on one more tangent. Got to find out how much it costs to get like, uh, what is that? Uh... What did Walt Disney do? Uh, are you talking about anim uh, rotoscoping? No, not rotoscoping. Uh, what did Walt Disney do? Everything. No. <laughs> is it his body in cryogenics? Oh, you want to be cryogenically preserved? You want to have yes. your head separated from your body, put in a no, jar? Not yet. Not yet. In a free. I want to be frozen so that in 50 years, when they come out with the shit where they could back up your brain onto a chip and then put it into a new body that I'll be born to like a 21 year old body again. Oh, that's how just we be demolition man. Just be no, demolition man. But you know, that's how we're going to become immortal, right? It's not going to be the body that we're born in. It's going to be the bodies <laughs> that we continue to live in as long as we can afford it for the future. I, I guarantee you oh, it's going to wow. happen. It's fucking going to happen. You're going to, you think I'm crazy right now? <laughs> we got fucking fungi out there. That's going to fucking take us over. And fucking, yeah, this is going to happen. So it's going to be good. <laughs>
Oh. Last of Us. You've been watching a lot of Last of Us. You've been getting very into it. I can tell. Oh, dude, and I haven't had any bread or pancakes or anything because I'm fucking scared. You guys are turning into fungi zombies, not me. <laughs> All right, support your little combo shops. That's that's that was my point. Phil, where do you get the comics from? Um, sorry, uh, I get my comics at the Joker's Child in Fairlawn, New Jersey. And as Angel mentioned before, there's only something like 200 some odd bad idea stores. We are the only bad idea store in northern New Jersey. So come on out and get uh, the Finder, uh, Burning Man, Werewolf. Uh, those are those one shots that they do. There are series. We have the back issues. We have lots of series like ENIAC was the first one. Escape from Wyoming is a current one. Uh, they're all terrible. No, not the books. The books are fantastic. They're all terrible is one of the books that they publish. So yeah, come on down to the Joker's Child in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Get your bad idea fix. Uh, wow, that just turned into a bad idea. Like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you too. Alright, kiddies. <laughs> until next time, please be amazing. Stay amazing and read something amazing.